millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. is a new old order and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia here with my colleagues from across the seas, one of them whose nation isn't quite living up to his expectations and the other who's not quite living up to his nation's expectations. <laughs> oh. oh my god. But sorry. he did bite the bullet. <laughs> he did bite the bullet and, who's he? and admit <laughs> and admit a fault. And there, is now, and there is now peace. We're, there we're now not peace at war the anymore. I'm only sass talking because that's what I do. <laughs> You've worked yourself into this this little shoot where you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm your number one contender and your man with the automatic rematch clause, Sebastian of the United States of South America. And I am Andrew Shostler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you are joining us for the first time, we each run a virtual nation on the nationstates.net simulator and each week bring an issue that's plaguing our nation to the table so we can argue about it before trying to solve the issue in a way that stays true to our political leanings. As an added bonus or an added layer or an added level of that thing, Difficulty, the side of your thing that hurts when you sit down or kidney. run too fast or... Yeah, drink too much or not enough or whatever. I think I'm having a stitch. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm having a stroke, actually. (laughs) Uh, Gypsy curses us every five seasons. In our last episode, we wrapped up the Meteor Strike. You can listen to the results of that in our Patreon episode. Uh, But the big revelation from that is that Submerica and Zane Australia are no longer at war. Not Mm -hmm. that they're not going to fight anymore. (laughs) They're just no longer at war. And we have a new issue to pick, so I've drawn the issue and had a read Excellent. and I want to propose before either of you know what it is. <laughs> this is a very similar issue to one that we have done previously. Pick again. Pick again. Okay. What you was want it? it? It was similar to our Truman Show one. It's okay. Ready Player One VR built. Eh. Uh, yeah. Boring. Uh, yeah. Um, Good call. There's also, I know for record, there's one in here that's like we're in the Matrix as well. If I pull the one out, I'm also for the same reason. Oh, this is a real one. Oh, okay. Pandemic. <laughs> That's all it says. A pand- what, zombies again? It just says pandemic. The board game. Oh, Everyone right. I'm going to say disease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Do we want to go with epidemic then, I guess, as a, as a rephrasing of this? Oh a pandem- well, no, pandemic. Well, no, so a pandemic is an epidemic that's happening across the world. Yeah, let's do that. So, oof. All right. <laughs> That's I, no good. Okay, I mean, guys, I have, we can still I'm, do Ready Player. Oh, oh, I misread. I thought it was when we're stuck in a VR world. It's Ready Player One style VR world built. Yeah. Ooh. So, so it's optional. It's not forced. Yeah. But you were living in a simulation for yours anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have an issue that uh, really I was hoping to 
is really messes me up. Uh, but Sorry. let's do it anyway. <clears throat> Friends, the Australians, countrymen, lend me your ears. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not at war anymore. Uh, <laughs> after the Citizenship and Immigration Services announced that they received a record number of applicants for naturalization, people have once again begun to debate who should or should not be considered the Australian countrymen. An immigration issue. So people are flocking to Zane Australia in the mm-hmm. midst of this pandemic. Because we have great health care. Because you hoard all the medicine. Because you have health care. <laughs> Look at it, <laughs> yes, you, you, Andrew. <laughs> well, you just dismantled your welfare. No, no, no. I, we're down 8% after going up 10,000% over the last 90 episodes. It's fine. <laughs> we'll see. <clears throat> One. Well, blood really decides it all, claims armchair eugenicist Belinda (sighs) Ramirez. There's always one, isn't there? (laughs) There's always one in every room, apparently. (laughs) Without the genes that allowed for such historical greatness, our ancestors could never have built such a fine country to protect... Their timeless achievements we must settle once and for all. That a citizen of Australia can only come from ethnically pure parents. Other races cannot pollute our citizenry, lest they undermine the very values that the nation depends upon. So that's a hard no from Zane. Uh, Could really be a strong that's move. Surprising. Yeah. Uh, we've always welcomed anyone that wanted to come to Zane Australia and encouraged anyone who wanted to leave to also do so. We yes. don't force people to stay. Um, I know, but this is giving the real Zane Australians that little. Wink of approval. Yes, you're and the what real I'm Zane saying Australian. is, I don't think there is a real Zane Australian. We do our best to try to be good global citizens. Uh, Come a on, pandemic Zane. though is Come a on. bit of an issue. So you we'll know, see. you know, you have your favourites, Zane. I eh? didn't read through these issues. You look across. You look across the <laughs> submissions of the day. People, people coming in to have you sort out their problems and you have your favourites. You see the photos attached and you go, oh, yes, I'll listen to them first. Yeah. I care about no, their issues a little bit more. I don't know how more. things are done yeah. in Andropolia. <laughs> I, I send them all away. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to hear from you. Employing your, your family. <laughs> Number two. Hey, that's absolutely horrific, hollers Francois Wonka, a little Putian immigrant. Say Australia needs to be open to all colors, creeds, and cultures that come here to live a better life. Nothing justifies punishing people for having the wrong birthplace, in inverted commas, or family tree, in inverted commas. Everyone born in Australia deserves the right for equal treatment. And even if you weren't born here, it should be easy to join the ranks of your fellow citizens. Now, as a real world example, real world, the Roman Empire mm-hmm. heavily restricted citizenship. Correct. Uh, you had to basically, you either had to be in the aristocracy or serve in the military in order to. It's basically Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, right? The Starship Troopers model. <laughs> you to, yeah, you had to perform some duty for, for a the citizen. A citizen was the a better class of person than a civilian. Well, somebody who sacrificed their life 
in yeah. service of the of the of the nation. They were rewarded with their citizenship, yeah. and as time went on, um, the, it became the, feudal. The Senate began began to use the citizenship as a sort of you know extra extra incentive as as an extra tax break or whatever you got. And you, you get barbarians being granted citizenship. And That's exactly et cetera, right. Et cetera, et cetera. And it's one of the reasons why the Roman Empire unraveled. So what you're saying is that it should be perfectly easy for anyone to become a citizen if they wish. So I'm, that there's nothing special in inverted commas about being a citizen. I'm I'm not at all ashamed to say that uh, uh, a meritocracy is a is a great thing. I don't think everybody should be respected just because they're alive and human. I think you need to earn it. I'm the opposite. <laughs> so option number one's right out because there's nothing. No, there's nothing about being born to a certain person that makes you better than. Someone who was born to it's, not that's a exactly, good person. Yeah, it's a genetic lottery. You well, don't have there is any one input into that. more option. So let's see what it offers. Right. Anyone hypothetically can become a citizen, but uh, they first need to fully understand our way of life. Okay. Remarks civics teacher Layla Dillon. If you're not ready to learn the values that are the bedrock of Australia, you've got no business being part of our People's Republic. That means memorising all 40 verses of the National Anthem and being able to list all 1,024 cantons of the alphabetical order. Like any true citizen of Australia can, only those who pass stringent exam can prove themselves to be true Australians. Literally, that is... You know, the worst assessment you could potentially yeah. have of just arbitrary assessment. Yeah, just memorize these words and and that's it. And that's oh, the Australian citizen thing. <laughs> what we do? How many? What, how many banjos does the world overdo? Yeah. Um, I don't. I there's a difference between a resident and a citizen. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and so I, no. So this is. Um, these are people who have lived here yeah. and are seeking naturalization, yeah. but it will, of course, affect immigrants who are looking to move here and how yeah. easy it is to naturalize. Yeah. And so, I, and, I, and I guess it, it it comes down to what does it mean to be a citizen in terms of what what benefits do you get as a citizen? Yeah, you know, yeah. you pay a little less tax. You're eligible for uh, the healthcare mm. and for other and for other services. Every resident is still has still has access to police and fire services. It's not yes. like you don't. They're generally taxed a lot heavier than citizens are. So, but they, but, but all all the services are still still available, with with the exception of um, healthcare, which doesn't extend to elective things. It's it gets complicated in say Australia. Okay, in the face of a global pandemic. Uh. We recognise that we have the technology and the healthcare to significantly contribute to the treatment. So at this point, we don't want to discourage, because we're also mandatorily vaccinated. Right. We don't want to discourage people from seeking help from us. So we will take refugees. We will send people out to less developed nations mm-hmm. and there are, we are surrounded by a few of them as we've dealt with in previous arcs. So it's either two or three, one's right out. Unless there's a veto coming in, I am going to go number two. Despite you insulting my family, I'm not going to issue a veto. I didn't insult your family. I just pointed out that a lot of them seem to be employed by your regime. Oh, there you go. Insult me again. 
a Me- veto. No, I'll be honest. I wasn't even listening. Just- um, <laughs> oh, I know. I trust that you're making a good choice, though. <laughs> okay, so I am choosing to make it very easy. Extend citizenship to everybody who. Oh, wants good. It. That's yeah. what I would have done. Uh, census workers struggle to account for the rapidly increasing number of citizens to tabulate. <laughs> Government initiative unusual but good, experts say. Civil rights activists, now we're getting somewhere. Sunscreen sales grow. City planners consider a 14-sided roundabout. Ideological radicality up 2.5. That is the biggest jump. Uh, following inclusiveness, 2.2. Civil rights up 1.6. Uh, intelligence up 0.3. Taxation up 0.2. Recreational drug use up 0.2. Oh. Uh, nudity yeah, that's up- what happens when you let them in, Zane. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, nudity <laughs> up 0.1. Economic output up 0.1. And average income 0.1 as well. Yeah. Biggest down is social conservatism at 4.8. Um, authoritarianism down point, uh, two, two whole percent. Um, tourism down 0.06 and same for welfare and cheese exports. Interesting the welfare went down, but I'll accept it. Right. Is 0.06, so virtually nothing. Maybe because more people are being taxed now. They're Maybe. not able to get Maybe. out of the system. Yeah. So we are... Uh, actually, yeah, in, in the world of government, uh, you know, essentially the government employs yeah, more, yeah. more than half the population. Yeah, you, you couldn't avoid paying your taxes. Mm. Well... <laughs> Yeah. Also, immigrants, <laughs> immigrants may be working less desirable jobs, if depending on where they're from, that maybe the sophisticated... We have robots for that. Uh, so... In response to the pandemic, Zane Australia has opened its borders to treat as many people as it can, and that is how I'm spinning that issue. Oh, spin away. Can I spin? I can I spin some issues? You family hater, you. I love my family. Oh, but you um, hate mine. You I hate love that your they family as well. Oh, this is a yeah. dangerous one because I only have two choices. <laughs> and I haven't read either of them. <laughs> Sorry, this is a, a real big spin by me. Oh, mine's called Cash for Colons. Hospitals nice. have requested that they be allowed to pay people for donating blood and other bodily organs, such as kidneys. So good, yeah. I That's can spin fine. this other way. I'll be honest, guys. No, it's a pandemic. Of course, the they need research healthy needs to be done. Livers, but also there's a reason to be like maybe slow down the handing over of organs because people may be infected. So honestly, I will spin this either way. Uh-huh. Have yeah, at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we remain critically short of blood, plasma, and various organs, says America One Hospital Administrator Naki Jackson, especially hearts. A good heart is hard to find. But if we were allowed to pay for donations, we'd get more of them and could save more lives. Plus, the donors take home a few hundred big dollars in compensation. I'm not sure that was going to work. Unless it's post-mortem donation, of course. In that case, we'd pay the family. Is this alleging that you could pre-sell your heart? Yes, Zane Australia's had this issue before. So the the idea is like, give me $10,000 now and when I die, you get my heart? Not only that, you could actively sell a kidney and a lung and and still go on. Oh, yeah, but they're specifically saying heart, which is one of those ones that you can't. That's why I'm I'm a bit confused as to how you would not do that post-mortem. So basically you you say that you have bought the rights to my heart. Interesting. Okay, You sell futures to your heart. That was option one. Option two. (laughs) Great idea. So social commentator Waldo Pound. Except for one thing, you know who's going to be selling their organs? Poor people. And they'll be so desperate for money that they'll sell their own kidneys. Well, a kidney. This is just another way for the rich to buy themselves a better life at the expense of the poor. It must be outlawed. I'm okay. 
the way he's phrasing it, it sounds like they're being taken advantage of. But also, if they want to sell their kidney, man, that's that's their choice. My my aim as a government, as the government, should be to make sure there's less homeless people to begin with, not punish those that are existing for trying to meet ends through legally mandated means. However, yes, global pandemic. Yes, which is why I was leaning towards. It's tough because obviously having a supply of fresh, good organs could be helpful with this but also. Poor people, Poor people are the most like are the most at risk to be infected. Yeah, it's a real toughie. That's why I said like literally, I wasn't worried about this one because even the two options both kind of make sense for a pandemic. Keep a fresh supply of good organs and also restrict bad organs. So, I'm gonna say, despite the fact that I'm not, it's the one I, I like the least, but I'm only going with it for pandemic reasons. I'm probably gonna do the, the restriction mm-hmm. method, and also I do like the idea of it's not taking advantage of the poor, even though I don't mind them selling these things because rich people can sell them just the same. Yeah. It's fine. But unless they have any vetoes, I'm going to go with blocking it. I'm not going no. to veto you. No. But if not pandemic, it would have been 100% the other one. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, organ donation rates have hit a new low. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised by that. No. Oh, uh, to be fair... The game probably would have spun it negatively if you chose the, you know. Well, no, so it does spin it that people are selling their organs for profit. That's fine. But it's a net gain when Zane Straley did it. I guess the the other plus side we didn't really touch on, if I'm opening up the organ market, I'm opening up the driving of the prices on said organs. So it would have been harder for people that need them to be able to afford them necessarily. Yeah. If anything, you, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I guess it's ups and downs either way. Now there's less organs on the market, but they should be more affordable in theory. So family group applaud, groups applaud return to decency leader honored with new statue, please elderly welcome return to traditional values and tax increase vital, pardon me, to funding American innovation economists say. Very small ups, but the biggest is a bad one of death rate 5%. Mm. Um, And then 2% income equality and 1% between average income of poor, authoritarianism, and social conservatism. As for the downs, not good again. Health down 11%. Gambling down 4% because I killed all those homeless gamblers. And Why well, did you kill all those homeless Well, they couldn't sell their organs for food money, so they starved to death, I assume. Yeah, they're dead. Their blood is on your hands, Seb. So... Yeah, not happy all up. But I mean, it, yeah, my death rate has been taking a lot of steps down. In fact, just that, to, sorry, yeah. I was, I was just going to say, just to play devil's advocate in in retrospect, um, if you did allow the sale of organs, they would all have been screened anyway before they were installed in anybody. In theory, yes, but yeah, I guarantee because the option didn't include it, maybe they would have punished me in some. I don't know. But yeah, I would assume so. never one hundred percent. That's why that's why homosexuals are still banned from donating blood, um, because it takes a certain amount of time f- for uh, certain diseases such as HIV or whatever to show up on tests. And usually, if you have the blood, yeah, you're not going to be able to store it 
you no, want to be able then to use it. The yeah. viability yeah. of using it is yeah. is you know ruined. Like rabies as well can take up to like fourteen mm-hmm. days from memory. I might be it might be a bit wrong, but it takes a, a more than a week. Yeah, that's for right. It to I'm show up after never them. get rabies. Never. Yeah, we all know that. I'm just saying, people that are bitten by dogs, they don't show any <laughs> yeah, signs yeah, or yeah, symptoms in blood results yeah. either for the first 14 days. For, it might be 11 days, but it's, it's over don't a worry, week. Seb, we all know how homophobic you are. <laughs> well, you know Andropolia's unofficial motto? Never let an emergency get in the way of a good tax discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I remember it. <clears throat> God, we all get the memo, Andrew. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a hell of a time spinning this one. <laughs> After a recent newspaper expose revealed that many corporations in Andropolia have been using obscure segments of the tax code to avoid taxation, an army of proletarian protesters marched on the companies involved. Naturally, the corporations sent out their own troop of crack lawyers, and they have met, in the only conceivable middle ground, your office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had that before. Yeah. Yeah. Let's they just at- never go away. <laughs> Let's look at the legal facts here, shall we? Asks Angela Garrick, a sharp-suited lawyer opening a manila folder filled with the seemingly unending sheaf of papers. The organisation I represent acted within the strict letter of the law and structured its assets as anybody would, in a manner to avoid the maximum amount of tax paid. Taxes are designed to reward certain behaviours over others by offering a scheme of incentives and disincentives to those behaviours. The mere idea that a change in which behaviours to reward and that my organisation should finance that change retroactively amounts to legislative tyranny. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I sympathise. That's true. But that's also... Yep. Suggesting that we can't change, yeah, in the face of some necessary uh, 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 need, need or impetus or whatever. That's bloody ridiculous. Puffs red-faced protester Michael Milo, blowing spittle all, all over his superlicious counterpart. They're trying to paint all of this as some as something that any reasonable person would do, but it just isn't. I don't know every inch of the tax code, and it's not like I can get all these smug big shots to hang around the the flat and tell me how to structure my assets or some other rubbish. They knew what they did was against the spirit of the law. If nothing else, take them for all they've got. It's only fair. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the law is the Mm -hmm. law, and if you and if you if it's if it's complicated, but you're acting in accordance with it, acting in agreement with it, then that's the law. Then you have to respond by changing the law. So you're incentivizing. Following the law. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Uh, I think the third option is going to be the one that Andropolia goes with, unless there's some veto. Let me read through that one. Um, most, supreme, most supreme magnificent overlord whimpers Kellyanne Stevenson and timid conflict-fearing treasury minister employee cowering in a fort made up of boxes of tax code amendments. I think there's a way out of this. Surely we can just change the law to take out the biggest loopholes without asking any companies for any back payments for laws they didn't break at the time. It's not a perfect solution, but at least most of the protesters will go home and leave us alone. At least they, at least until they realise the corporate lawyers are back to their usual tricks. I actually disagree with her. I think that is the perfect solution. If there's a need to change the law, you change it. You don't punish anybody retroactively and things move on according to the new law from here on in. That's it. As far as it relating to the pandemic <laughs> is concerned, this one is uh, this one is just out there. It's the most pressing issue in Andropolia. <laughs> They're not worried about the pandemic. They're Don't more- worry. 
Zane Straley will take care of your sick. I mean, uh, let's just say these people are happy to go into the streets to protest tax loopholes in spite of a That's dangerous pandemic. That's typical Andropolia, though. <laughs> They don't even know that they could get sick. No, and Andropolia is, let's face it, the arse end of the world. (laughs) So the pandemic probably hasn't reached here yet. Or it just hasn't, they just haven't realised that it's reached there yet. Uh, So unless there are vetoes incoming, that's exactly No, no veto from Zane Strayler in this one. I think you can do whatever you want here. And it's simplifying the tax code, which is very much in the spirit of Andropolium. I think it's going to work wonders. Corporate lawyers are joyfully joyfully combing through the new tax code for any new loopholes for their clients. New loopholes, new loopholes. Hey. It's a flat tax anyway. I don't know how complicated my tax code is. New loopholes. <laughs> Got to close those loops. The Andropoly Sentinel reports cinematic reruns prove popular. Jobless numbers grow. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Chamber of Commerce applauds government initiative and Andropolia sweeps international most improved awards. So oh, mixed, well done, you guys. mixed headlines there. Safety. Oh, I should say, sorry. The international most improved awards is actually a venue and they just literally swept it. <laughs> it's, it's a ruse. <laughs> is what I'm-, I'm happy to report that safety is up 6.5%. Uh, income equality is up 45 Pacifism up 2 and authoritarianism unfortunately, up 1%. Mm. As far as the downtrends are concerned, ideological radicality is down 1.5%, as is crime. That's good. Wealth gaps are down 4%, and weaponization down 5%. Mm, that's not bad. That's I think that's a, a, a week-on-week decrease in weaponization of something like 15% yeah, from, the, I, I from guess, the ban on heavy weapons. Yeah, the only... The only downside of this whole issue is that you didn't really deal with the pandemic. But uh, other than that, I think it's, it's uh, <laughs> all right. I'm hamstrung. This is what the people wanted me to address. Yeah, look, and don't get me wrong. Like no. I, I commiserate with you having to deal with Andropolians on a day-to-day basis. You know what? Ugh, I'm still once a week is enough for all me. All these sick, poor people outside are so <laughs> bothersome. Can't we make them poorer? I'm starting to think they don't even know what they want. <laughs> really? They're just showing up every week just to just just to see how they can poke me and prod me. See what they can do. Anyway. All right. Well, that's that's that. Is there a stat that we would like to compare? We haven't done this in a while. Well, I'm very curious to see your weaponization stats. Weaponization. Oh, this is going to be a fun game for me. Because in Andropolia, we got- are down to 7.4 weapons per person. 7.4. We're down to that. Uh-huh. Weapons per person. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 7.4. 7.4. I am as agog as you are. Do you want to know what Zane Australia's maximum ever was? This is a fun game. Which I'll- I started out at. Can we- I'll play this game too. What was your maximum? My maximum was 0.23. My maximum was 0.3. Do you want to know what my current is that has been since September two years ago? <laughs> I sure am curious. What was your maximum Point minimum? 0.15. That's what we're currently at and have been since September 2017. Your maximum is half of where Andropolia started the game. <laughs> my max- At half a, a weapon between two, two people, essentially. Well, I'm currently on 0.2. And it has, <laughs> it has spiked as high. As 8.2. Uh, 
I can't imagine owning eight guns. That's just we're an looking at person. Yeah. I mean, there are people. I know. There are going to be people with thirty or forty. I'm still surprised that I have one gun per five people, effectively, because I'm on point two. So I guess I that's have a lot one, higher than I thought it would be. Six. I still, I still feel like that's for a nation that doesn't have active like armed police force or a military. The fact that I have one gun per five people is too many. Mm. So like, I look you at have a pretty numbers. active black market, though, don't you? Uh, honestly, some weeks, I'll, uh, three weeks in a row, I'll smash down to nothing and then I'll be like, hey, let's build a national park. And Nation says, like, yeah, black market up 5,000%. So I don't even know, man. <laughs> like, could be. Got any of them sweet, sweet gum trees? <laughs> Actually, do you, well, while we're here, black market, let's, I'm curious. Black market? If mine's as bad as I think it is in oh, that's a, Oh, my goodness. Mine has gone, mine looks like Everest. Like it goes up and then crashing back down. Look at this beautiful oh, thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> When I say I have a volatile black market, I wasn't kidding, but these numbers are too big to talk about. What is it even called? It's it's just mine's in standard monetary units. Yeah, I found it. Never mind. And uh, in terms of your your um, money, what's 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 the value of your black market? Listen, but I don't even know. Is it two billion? Let's have a look. My, oh wait, so my minimum was two billion. I think I'm on four hundred and eighty-seven billion, two hundred and seventy-nine million. Yep. And then more. Andropoly's black market has just increased since the start of the game. It's currently at eight hundred eighty-seven billion amples. Was it? Holy moly! Yeah. Mine no, actually just, got into the trillions. It, 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 it just climbs. It keeps climbing up. Well, I peaked at yeah. one trillion, mind oh, the, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, mine has been crazy. Like I'll do one wait, thing. So what, what is yours currently at? Uh half a trillion. Okay, I was expecting to be the highest because yeah. I'm top 19% in the region, uh, but I've topped out uh, at 351 billion. Right. I'm in, I'm in the top 12 for the region. I'm finding mine. Sorry, I, I just went to do a general yeah. search and actually have it. And I've kind of I'm top been 45%. steady incline along with my GDP. Wait, yeah. what are you? That's, that top seems what? to be the case for me too. Top 19. I'm top... Oh my! Because regions, I'm top forty-five, so I'm in a bigger group, which means I'm small. Well, I'm top fifty of the world, top nineteen of the region. Oh, which am I looking at? Mm. I was looking at the world. Sorry. Right. So, what are you in the world? Top forty. Fifty. So I'm still. Oh, okay. I'm five percent. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're yeah. still higher than me by one hundred fifty billion dollars. Yeah. Or whatever you call your whatever. <laughs> one hundred fifty million big dollars. It's pretty. pretty <laughs> We're yeah. number one. We're number one. <laughs> All right. For black uh, markets. <laughs> I think that'll do us for this week uh, with those stark statistics. Startling, you might say. Uh, I changed my flag, by the way, guys. Of course you did. You it's change me, everything it, all the time. It's me as Ocean Master from Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> Call me Ocean Master. <laughs> all right. Well, look, you can find us online. We're on Twitter. We are on Facebook. You can find us at our home on the web at that'snotcanonproductions.com as well as all of the other podcasts, some of which all of us are involved in somehow. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Um, Andrew, what are you on? I'm on this show. And what other shows are you also, on? <laughs> I'm also on Second Take, the media review uh, show. What a coincidence. I'm also on Second Take, the is media review right? show. Oh. oh, my God. Are you guys meeting for the first time? Yeah, I think uh, we are. <laughs> and up until this year where he abandoned us, Zane was also on that show. Strange. I two years. But Zane and I do another show together to which you're never invited, Seb. Is that the drunk we, one? Yes. That's the one I want to be <laughs> Out of all the shows I've ever wanted to guest on, that's the one I want to be on. Come along. It's fun. Well, apparently I'm never invited. <laughs> 
It's true. And he laid down that arbitrary <laughs> rule, and now we have no rule, no it's, choice but to stick by it. No Sebastians. We can have one, but it will never be you. <laughs> like, if you're interested, that is a glass of wine. Wine with an H. So it's H-W-I-N-E, I believe. Wine yeah, with no, a glass of W-H-I-N-E. Of wine. <laughs> and Zane, I'm on another one of your things. Yeah, Law and Disorder, where you when you guys do a me. show together as well. Yep. Well, I do a show with some other people, and Seb's sometimes there. <laughs> Seb's always there for three years, almost. Almost. Well done. We're getting there, aren't we? Yeah. Well done. Seb's so second take, actually, the film one. Oh, we're yeah. pretty close to because we only started like a couple of months after Law and Disorder, I think. Correct. God, so old. Podcasts. Look how wise we are. Mm. Yeah. Look how grey I am. Yep. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> anyway. I've been Zane C. Webber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards uh, unfortunately quite sickly future. I am your number one contender, your man with the automatic rematch clause, Sebastian of the United States of Submerica. Fight for your dreams and they will fight for you. Did that hurt you? Did yeah. optimism hurt you? No, that's just... That's delicious. That's like Facebook cliche, you know, soccer mum yep. advice. Welcome to 2019. Uh, well, I have been Andrew Schossler, <laughs> the most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, consistently imploring you carte blanche sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh yeah. Yeah.